Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Devin. This is Biker Mike. What is going on? This is the Blue Collar Philosophers Podcast, the podcast where our sounds travel into through your... space and time and into your ear holes like God intended it. <laughs> into ear holes. That's right. But that's how sound works, okay? That is how sound works, but no one ever says it out loud. We know how it works, and we're like, now we need to put it into words, and we're like, fuck that does can we make it? Can we make it as weird as possible? And yes, ear holes is the way to do it. <laughs> I, I called my kids' mouths cry holes, and my wife really doesn't like it. I'm like, what's... Shut, shut your cry hole. Shut your cry hole. Because pie hole, I get it. Everyone loves pie. Yeah. Except cry hole, it's like, yeah, it just points out how much they bitch. Uh, <laughs> I didn't say that about my children. All right. So we had good weeks. It was I, We were hoping to record this one Monday. Yeah. And it did not work out. You, no. You became very white. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, my my voice almost like sounds a little extra gravelly today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I got uh, a cold that settled right in my throat. Yeah. So I severely had Batman voice going on on all day <laughs> Sunday while we were hanging out by the river there. But by the time Monday came around, I couldn't speak. I was talking like this. Now, now I asked you before and you were like, I'm, I'm just whispering today. I asked you, does it hurt or can you, can you just not speak? Because I had it once where... I couldn't speak, but it didn't hurt. Like it didn't bother me. Yeah, that day was, I couldn't speak, but it didn't hurt. It's just like the vocal cords just weren't working right. Really? The next day though, like my left gland (laughs) in my throat there was swollen and throbbing. So that came after the fact. That would suck. It was a couple days of that. And then it kind of came back on Wednesday night. So back in the day when I worked at Walmart, uh, I had lost my voice at one point. And like just horribly, but I was a, um, what do you call a manager of a department there. And uh, I went to go help a customer. I'm like, Hey, how's it going there? And he's like, I'm good. And I'm like, that's good. Can I help you buddy? I don't know what was up with him. I think he just had one of those voices. He's like, you making fun of me? I'm like, no, I'm completely gone. (laughs) Just having that that whiskey voice. Just that whiskey voice. sound like an old blues player. (laughs) I remember one time I was playing PUBG and these girls were like, oh, you got a sexy voice. I'm, I'm sick. <laughs> Are you down with the sickness, baby? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, I had an interesting happening. So I sell shit, right? I love selling stuff. Yeah. It's just something I do. I hustle that way. I'll buy things literally just to sell them. If I see something undervalued, I'll pick it up just to sell it. Mm-hmm. And uh, my son, he bought this joystick controller uh, for five bucks at a garage sale two years ago. And it was a toy. It was, he bought it to like play with and act like he was a fighter jet. I don't know. And so I listed it online for like five bucks to recoup the cost. And I'll give it back. It's his money. He sold. He bought it. So yeah. he was getting the money back. And this girl uh, messages me to pick it up. And um, her profile picture was um, uh, just just her breasts. Not not bare breasts. They were bra, but just her hands holding them up. And then that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, in my mind, I see that. I think, oh, cop. Oh, <laughs> fake. Yeah. <laughs> fake, super fake. Fake profile. I'm like, that, no, that's not real. But at the same time, I'm like, okay. And she's like, where are you located? I'm like, in Fort St. John near Ming's Kitchen. She's like, oh, I live close to there. I can come pick it up in like five minutes. I'm like... All right. So I kind of said my street and kind of where I was close to. And I'm like, Black Motors, because mm-hmm. I don't like giving my address. 
because I, don't, I have a huge distrust of people. I yes, guess. even though they can read it on the side of your house. They can, and, and once they get here, but if they're, like, not real, they'd be like, oh, what's your address? What's your postal code? Your social insurance number? All these things. And I give it all the time. It's unbelievable. And <laughs> so... I just, and I'm like, okay, whatever. And she's like, I can be there in five minutes. And I'm like, oh, well, I'll be back there in 10 because I was out and about. And so I go back, I, I come back to the house and um, her profile picture was accurate. <laughs> like okay, she then. was well endowed. And I'm like, like just, wow, that, that, hmm. Here you go. Here's the controller, $5. Cool. And I left it at that. Like, yeah. You're like, gotta go. Bye. And I was like, honey, you wouldn't believe it. So I show her the picture because <laughs> it's Facebook. It's as public as it can be and not dropping names or nothing. And uh, I show her and she's like, well, that's weird. I'm like, it was her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, really? I'm like, yep. Best, best I could tell. She was, she was dressed. So I didn't. So, what, just so what you're saying is to all those guys that click ignore on friend requests from well pictures like ladies. that, there is a chance. There's a chance she's not fake. There's a chance it's not a bot or a cop. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. I, just, I don't know. <laughs> I put I put those chances at five percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, five. Like this is one in a million for like for for it to be a real girl <laughs> here up here, <laughs> like. No. And even, okay, so there's an adapter that was on the uh, joystick controller from an old school computer controller to a USB. And okay. one of my kids took it off for some reason. I don't know. Kids are dumb. They do stuff. And she's like, oh, where's the adapter? Because I need the adapter in order to use it. I'm like, oh, my kid probably took it off. So I told her, um, I'll get my wife to check. So Amanda found it and she put it in the mailbox because she just wasn't ready to have people yet. So she put it in the mailbox. And so I messaged her. I'm like, yeah, kid took it off. It's in the mailbox. Swing by and grab it whenever you want. Mm-hmm. So she uh, came by again, except my wife actually saw her leaving. And she's like, those are fake. <laughs> she's like, I, 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 she respects that I told her. Because <laughs> I need to be above board here and be like, okay, I'm, I'm not crazy. And if I didn't mention it, why didn't you mention those? <laughs> yeah. I'd be in shit. So I'm like, mention it to, to people. <laughs> and I just found it to be insanely odd, the whole thing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, good look, good looking. I don't even know. If she, I wouldn't even classify her as good looking. People who have that as their profile picture, like she's fine, but I don't know how to classify this. They, they I don't feel like they exist. <laughs> like I know they exist, but I hate Instagram. I hundred percent hate the filters. Mm-hmm. I, nothing's real. Yeah, I don't I, do the gram. I, I or the tweets. Well, I have a friend who does like. Um, I'm, a, I'm a social dinosaur. Good. I and I don't. I never took tweeting serious, ever. If if you say hey I tweeted you something oh you taught you taught a putty tat <laughs> like yeah fuck well, you <laughs> when when I first heard about Twitter they still had that 140 character rule thing and I mean like you know me mm-hmm. there's not a chance in hell I'm doing a post that's anything less than 200 characters yeah <laughs> it's like I can't use this <laughs> what do I do <laughs> what past do... the half the first half of my intro I don't I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I just, I just got done half laying out the premise of what I want to talk about. How come I can't write anymore? My thesis is only like a 16th done. Yeah. I'd be one of those guys that's like stringing together like seven, (laughs) seven or eight tweets. (laughs) You would. I know you would. It's just. You would pre-write it and then inject them to the best of your ability. That (laughs) format is just not for me. I'm not cut out for Twitter. No. 
and I don't have, um, yeah, I just can't do it. And I don't have the face for Instagram. No. Well, that's the I thing. got the rack, you, you... not the face. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have this friend, and she's in marketing, and uh, in her uh, on her videos and stuff like that, she has a perfect skin and all this stuff. And I'm like, in real life, I know that's not your face. I know you have blemishes. Blemishes are fine. They're yeah. great. Heck, I, I don't want to use a filter for that reason. I'm like... I, I want to preserve my blemishy greatness. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but I think it's easier for guys than it is girls. Yes. It really is. I mean, we can cover half our face with facial hair. Yeah, I sent you a video a about that. <laughs> <laughs> girls have makeup, we have beards. <laughs> Straight up. I've got, a, I'm too skinny for a double chin and I have, well, at least I had one uh, a year, three, three years, I haven't shaved in a long time. I had one three, four years ago. I had a double chin, I had to shave for something mm-hmm. and I had a double chin. I'm like, no, no, never again. And I've never, sha- I haven't shaved since then. I'm trying to feel under my beard. <laughs> I don't think there's a double chin as much as there's just a steady, <laughs> steady, steady neck. curve, <laughs> a steady curve from chin to neck. <laughs> yeah. But I, I've lost, um, I think 20 pounds. No. Yeah, maybe 20 pounds since then. Like, I'm, oh, I'm okay. floating at a healthy weight now, so I just let myself go, I guess. Anyways, so we were talking a little bit about podcasts. How yes. we got, what, what? Well, let's let's first begin with our drinks. What are we drinking tonight, Michael? Oh, we are drinking Kool-Aid. You know why we're drinking Kool-Aid? Because we're talking cults. Yeah. Now, mine's poisoned. Yeah, it, it is poison. Alcohol is poison. Technically, and, and it is. <laughs> technically speaking, not 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 fi- philosophically. No, technically, your body is reacting to alcohol in this way. It's it's the safest, greatest poison ever. <laughs> Just a little bit, though. Not too much. That's right. Otherwise, you wind up like me after recording the <laughs> the, the, deconstruction the deconstruction episode. episode yes. <laughs> trying to pour a drink with the cap still on. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that Japanese, the Japanese do it right. So we're drinking Kool-Aid because we're talking cults. Yes. So to to get in on this, we were talking about, uh, we are talking about the first podcast that you and I ever got into. And this is years and years and years ago. Back, <sighs> this is back when iTunes, oh, younger, or way earlier than that. Oh no, it would have been earlier. That's right. It would have yeah. been 2008. For me, anyways. For, two, for me, it was 2008. 2008, 7. Like, right in that sort of era. Yeah. This, this is back when we were still paying nine ninety nine for albums on <sighs> iTunes. Or nine, or a dollar a song. <clears throat> or a do- yeah, or a dollar a song oh. if you if you weren't an album guy. Yeah, if you're like, I, lo- I hate this band, but I love this song. <laughs> See, my, pro- my problem with, with that was, like, a lot of the of the bands I listen to have long songs. Yeah. So I would look at like getting a song that I wanted and it would say buy album for song because it was like 15 minutes long. So they're not charging a minute <laughs> or a, a dollar for. <laughs> they're not prorating it. <laughs> no. So it's like you buy the album or you just get the singles. That's it. So, mm-hmm. so I was an album guy. I know this one band that was doing like, they had like five songs on my album. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back in the day. We listened to this podcast of Mark, Mark Driscoll preaching sermon series. You know, this is, you know, back before, before the days of deconstruction, before the days of, of our club involvement or things like that. Oh, yeah. We were just two, was, two, two young mid twenties gentlemen who were trying to 
find our find our theology. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's the best way I can put it is find my theology because I'm like, yeah, it's what I've been taught forever. But it's kind of you get stuck in your chamber, right? Your that's echo right. chamber, just being told the same thing over and over again without actual discovering. Oh man, I tell you, when I first heard Mark Driscoll preach, it blew me the frick away. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> I was like, this dude gets it. Yeah. I mean, in all in honest, in all honesty, his preaching was like darn near on point all the time. Oh yeah. Like it's, but <laughs> like I I really enjoyed it. It was a guy that I could listen to that sounded like he did shit. He wasn't a soft pastor. He wasn't really nice. He didn't. He wasn't a huggy feely guy. Uh, like some of the guys that are out there right now. I want to talk about other things at the same time, but mm. I don't want to divert yet. It's too early. Uh, so he wasn't like guys that I've been listening to for my whole life. Really nice guys. In the worst. Yeah, he had a very strong time. masculine energy that still felt grounded in faith. Yeah, kill things, watch UFC. Uh, like he was a cool based, dude. Yeah, baseball. But it was based, it was, it had a without, strong without being Yeah, without being like a redneck or, <laughs> or anything like that, right? It's, yeah. And, and, and without being a theologian to that extent either, he wasn't a guy who was yeah, he didn't talk. On, he didn't talk over your head. Yeah. He, he talked directly to you and he's like, he, but he was very charismatic in the way that he's like, I could talk over your head if I wanted to. Like I read a hundred books a year or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that claim. Oh, <laughs> uh, a lot of books apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, when people think Mars Hill podcast now, they think, the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, super popular podcast that's put up by Christianity Today that documents like their ascendancy and then their crash and burn. Yeah. But we were listening to Driscoll and stuff like that back we when it was actually his, listening to when it. his church was putting out material. First church ever. Yeah. For, like best material, best quality, first church. Yeah. It was, it was great. I, I loved it. Mm. Except... Uh, then it stopped. It stopped for me. I had no idea why. I didn't know what happened. Um, yeah, it just all of a sudden just dropped off the face of the earth, and I had no idea for months on end. See, I had a little bit of idea what was happening, like because like it didn't just stop for me. Like I'd kind of drifted out of it, and then kind of came back to it. I was like, man, this guy sounds a little funny now. Like, not that I think any of his material was different, but there was just like a different. I don't know. They say vibe, spirit. Yeah. <laughs> vibe, yeah. Well, we could say spirit, different vibe, yeah. Yeah, I, I was just catching a slightly different spirit over it and started doing some digging and stuff like that. I'm mean, like, oh, like there's, like, I feel like it felt like, rum, like it felt like thunder in the distance. Like, I think something bad's coming along the line there's here. storm coming. Yeah. And when it did, it didn't surprise me. Because, hmm. like, I, I kind of had idea of, of, uh, there being stuff. Cause like I was listening to different aspects of Marcel's output and they would have different pastors doing different sermon series or different podcast series. And one after another, after another, all those other ones stopped. Yeah. And I'd kept getting like, what the heck? Why did they stop doing that? Like that was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized it's cause pastor fired, pastor fired, pastor fired. Yeah. <laughs> like they were, they were just rotating through all these people. Yeah. I was like, okay, something, something is up here. Yeah. I wasn't that, I wasn't that active. I, I like, yes, I listened to it, but I didn't do a whole lot of research. I wasn't, I'm still not great at doing that research stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so for most people, just that tap turned off 
And then years later, this rise and fall of Mars Hilltop turns right back on. Yeah. After a time where they, cause there was a little bit of, like it popped up. I remember our pastor at church bringing up the whole Marcel thing, like being very much pro Driscoll, like, you know, oh, yeah. after all that stuff we, went we did, away. I did the real marriage series. Yeah. Like yeah. A, after all that stuff went away, I know our pastor kind of like piped up in, in support of Driscoll saying, he's like, you know, when, uh, when the cat's away, the mice will play, like kind of like had this idea that, that he got railroaded for, for whatever reason by his church. And like, it was unfair and, yeah. you know, like it's definitely, a uh, situation where God's guy kind of got, got the shaft and it's really unfortunate how that worked out. Yeah. And, and the, and so I listened to the sermon series afterwards, the rise and fall of Marcio, which is. Not a sermon series, the podcast. Uh, sorry, the podcast. I listened it's a, it's, to the podcast. It's a, it's a documentary. It's a documentary on the rise and fall of Marcio. And in part, I'm not going to give it hundred percent support because sometimes they just sound like little bitches. Like <laughs> no offense, there were portions of it where I'm like, yeah, sometimes you just grow, grow, grow a pair. Like, relax, get some thicker skin. Yes, for some things. But other things, there, I was like, oh, yeah, I did not see this for what it was. Like, the whole yelling at the guys yeah. in the moment, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I support this. I'm 100% yell at the guys. Yeah, you hear that. Be a man. Yeah, you, when, when, yeah, that whole, how dare you, yes. you know, the, the thing that, I, I remember hearing that and getting goosebumps. Oh, it was fucking great. But at the same time, you get those goosebumps and it's, you're getting it because you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, fuck you pussies, you know, like <laughs> screw you guys that are, that are, you know, yelling at your, at your women and, you know, and things beat, like that. Beating, and, be not just, not just yeah. yelling, but being abusive and like spiritually, physically, mentally abusive to your women and using them and not marrying them and just leading them on and not getting a job. Yeah, like, like just being these like, shitty men. It, it felt like this, like Holy Spirit moment, like prophet bringing fire of God yeah. into a situation. And then to kind of find out, like, that's not exactly the case. Yeah. Like the, like, like that guy crafted he, he a very. He practiced that. He, yeah. Like it, when you went to, when you listen, you could listen to each and every one of the, of the sermons he did of that. Yeah. Of, the, of that sermon. Cause he, he preaches like, he preached like five or six times a Sunday. Yeah. At little, at branches all around Seattle. Yeah. And. Cause like they had just had so many services and then of course they piped it in, but like on every single one, he hit that performance the same way every single time. Yeah. <laughs> like it was a and, monologue. And, and like a, com- and like a comedian would practice his and timing and, and what hits right. He, he, per- and the one that they released was the, this is the one. Yeah. This is the one of all the recordings we did of all this stuff. This is the one that had the best timing, the best reactions, like just the sound was right. Yeah, and you just realize like, oh, this wasn't real. Like yeah. this is a part of the macho prophet image that the guy is trying to put out there. Yeah. And, and I, I respect guys who, um, who are the asshole prophet. I respect asshole prophets. If, if we're going to respect Daniel, but I don't, respect... but I don't respect turning it into like being like the Maytag salesman. Yes. <laughs> like yes. for asshole prophets. And, that, and that's where it's a fuck you. Cause it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just being an asshole prophet. It was, I'm going to perfect my, 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 sir, yeah, my, it's like, my if prophecy. If I do this in this way, 
I know I will elicit this response yep. and it may not hit for the people here or maybe like, you know, I may be speaking to certain specific people here, but I know broadly this is going to blow me up like mad and this yep. is going to be good for our brand. Yeah. And, and that watching that series yeah, or listening to it, sorry, there were points where I'm like, yeah, this is fucked up. Like there were, there were things going on in the church that I could not see because I didn't go there. I, I, I saw the yeah. polished veneer of... Yeah, being somebody on the other side of a podcast, we're being pulled along by just what's put out in good faith, thinking this is, yeah, you know, just the a Christian church. Good. Yeah, Christian church doing Christian things. They're doing good things. Man, God bless these guys. And in the meantime, we're not seeing the chaos going on behind the scenes. The pastor's getting fired, the, the lives just being... And people being used thrown, in yeah, sermons. Thrown because, under the bus. Yeah, which is a turning phrase. Like everyone said it, yeah. oh, you threw me under the bus. And that, that meant something to them that it didn't mean to other people, mm-hmm. which they adopted a little too harshly on themselves, I think. I think I think the people of that church, yes, <laughs> it was used against them in that way. But to now impose that on every time you hear it, it's like, oh, that's Mars Hill. No, it's not. It's an old phrase. So this all happened. I disagree with some of the things that were said on the podcast. And so we started talking about that a little bit now. And um, we, I, have a, we have a bit of a disagreement. We on have it. a disagreement where I don't think, because we're talking cults today, I didn't, I still don't think that was a cult. And and, the, and, and I lean towards it. You the, lean towards I, it I lean for it being a cult. So I guess this is going to depend on our definition of cult and how we define things. Yes. So uh, I was looking at a definition earlier, and it was a lot about controlling people and controlling uh, finances and uh, mental, uh, what was it? We could look it up if we wanted to, but but it was a lot more about control and and prohibiting people from looking elsewhere. Uh, Like, just there's no descending opinions. No, you're just not allowed to look. You can't look anywhere else. Where he never, there was none of that. There was no, you can't look somewhere else. For the average, for the average attendee to church? Yes. Yes. However, like circles within got more and more and more cult-like as it ascended. Yes. And that I understand. But, uh, but for the people that are actually in it, like going to every single Sunday, even small role leaderships, uh, they, they weren't being forced to stay you were they were even if they were involved okay. there was an ability so, to walk away on that one i will offer i will offer a bit of rebuttal as well okay for instance scientology <laughs> they deny tooth and nail all the time that there's anybody stopping anybody from going anywhere yep it's like but there is something called a prison there is something called a prison of belief like once you have people like invested in something you can you can work on them mentally in subtle ways that puts them inside of a prison of i've invested so much or i'm i'm like this is the place this This is sunken sunken cause fallacy yeah or this is god's guy like this is like look what all god's doing here i can't i can't leave this you know like it's it's not, there's not somebody sitting there with a gun to your head saying, you know, like we're going yeah. to, we're going to send people after you if you, if you leave. But at the same time, even like with pastors that were fired and stuff like that, it was, if you leave, your career is done. 
Yeah. And we'll make damn sure well that it is. Yeah. So there is that level of it. Yeah. It's just not for everybody. Yeah. And that, that's why I did. That's why I don't think it was a cult is because, yeah, for, for a large, large majority, I'm, I'm saying majority, not for mm. everybody, for a large majority, there was an out. And it was an easy out. It was as easy but as... But that doesn't stop it from not being a cult. Uh, yeah. No, yes, it doesn't. And it, mm. No, it doesn't. I think, th- okay, in the way I would, I would give it, if I can say, in the way that we created as a cult for ourselves, not an imposed cult. It's one that they have adopted for themselves. But that's what most cults are. Most, cult, most cults aren't imposed by... Aren't imposed by the people running them. They're imposed by the people who are in them. Yes. It's, it's a prison lock from inside. Yeah. Okay. If, if we're going to, if we're going to define it like that. Except for the very, very worst ones. Yeah. The ones that literally. Like most (laughs) of them. Withhold people. Most of them are a prison held from the inside. Okay. That's even, that's even how C.S. Lewis defines hell. He's like, the gates of hell are locked from the inside, baby. Yeah. Like there's nobody (laughs) forcing you to stay here. Yeah. I think there was a joke about being uh, Russian, Russian people in hell. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, even on the financial aspect of it, like he was so hard on tithing, giving, yeah. tithing, giving, tithing, giving, like to the point where it was obsessive. Yes. Like and that even came across from like in the, in like just like the sermons. I was like, geez, give it a rest, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, you, your, your members are there. You can have this in a private meeting or doing your AGM. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't need to guilt everybody into thinking that they are not part of the kingdom if they're not doing the 10%. Yes. And and at the simultaneously the value in giving is so yes, it there's is. there's so but there's so much the that unlocks. The the worst the worst lies, the worst heresies aren't just blatant lies or disregarding truth, it's yeah. perverting them. Yes. Yeah, and I heard Or it's agree controlling people through excessive knuckling down on them yeah and then then you know like like if you if you miss a if you miss a tithe like is the church leadership coming knocking on your door no you know because there's it was really i wasn't paying attention to all of it i couldn't catch everything all the time (laughs) but yeah and i know i know there are organizations like that where if you miss a tithe they were they were on you they were making sure that hey you have to give this needs to be part of you yeah and but Again, I I may have missed that segment. For the Driscoll thing, or for the Mars Hill thing, the biggest thing, though, that red flags me for cult is the fact that it was built off a cult of personality. Yes, but... hmm. So the whole thing was built off of excessive devotion to Mark. Yes. Well, it didn't start that way. No, it doesn't, but they never start... They never start start that way. It never starts that way. No one ever... That's the thing. When you're part of an organization... It's it's never created in the incentive of, I'm going to just go start a cult. Nobody. No. Branch Nobody Davidians, does. The, you, uh, you, you start off based off of earnest religious convictions, whether they're out to fucking lunch or whether they're really orthodox. Yeah. For instance, with Mars Hill, that's a cult that's very orthodox in its belief structure yeah. as far as, say, being reformed or generally Protestant or evangelical, right? Yeah. But the structure around it and the focus, the hyper devotion on Mark itself is what turned it into a cult. Yes. More than anything. Yeah. Because like even like for you and I, 
what were we sucked into? Were we sucked into good things Marcel was doing? Were we sucked into the ministry, to the soup kitchens, to that? No, we weren't. Yeah. We were sucked well, in by a charismatic leader. That's true. Even from afar, and be like, "Frick, this guy's amazing!" Like, yeah. we'll we'll buy any books this guy puts out. We'll buy, you know, we'll keep listening to the podcast. Like, damn near, we'll even chip in financially if we, you yeah, know, like, given the opportunity, given the opportunity, we would have. Yeah. Right, and that's that's the engine that pulled that whole thing along, and. Which wouldn't necessarily, like, I mean, charismatic people pop up all over the time and aren't necessarily cult leaders. Yeah. But there was no overhead, like, there was no oversight for yeah. the guy. There was no tradition holding him in check. There was no board with the ability to do anything because he changed all the bylaws to give himself power. Yeah. And to put yes men in place. Yeah. And he took money for himself. He changed the brand name from Mars Hill to Mark Driscoll on all materials that were gone. He used the church as a platform to build his personal but stakes the thing is, higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. Except I understand why he did it. I do. Because when, when you become a guy who is that influential, and if you don't have people that are on your side in your organization, it's going to dissolve. It's going to fall apart. It's yes, go, it's, you, you but, need you need. But that, that's a bad faith but view on you the need, people that you're, yeah. that you're working you with. You need support, but at the same time, you need challenge. Yes. You have to have challenge. No, I <laughs> preach into the choir. Yeah, no, you need these people around you that are going to challenge you. And when you're when you stop being challenged, when you stop taking questions, you're you're in a dangerous spot. All yeah. right, before we go too far into so that, I just one, want to make, make one okay. more point. If it wasn't a person, a cult of personality, it would have survived after he left. That's true. Right. If, yeah. if there was anything other than it being the cult of Mark, it would have lived on. Because they, yeah, they wouldn't have dismantled. They wouldn't have, or no, they wouldn't like have that house of cards. Dissolved. That house of cards came down faster than any <laughs> major corporation I've ever seen. Yeah. As soon as he was out of the picture. Yeah. You cut the head off and it's not, it's, it's, it's not a figurehead. It was a literal head. Yeah. The idea that Christ is our pastor, Mars Hill is going to be here forever because Jesus is the one leading the ship. Bullshit. Yeah. Because the second Mark was gone, where'd Jesus go? Yeah. He went with him. He went Apparently. to he went to Arizona with him, and <laughs> <laughs> right. So like that's to me like in retrospect, that's the biggest red flag. Yes, the well the the um, you ever heard the term thus protest too much? And, thou dost protest thou too much. Thou dost protest yes. too much when you ha say something so fervently where you're like, okay, now I think you're now I think you're bullshitting you. If you if you would have just said it and not carried on maybe we'd have a conversation or whatever. But when you say it so fervently, now I don't fucking trust you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was one of the things when he was saying, I am, I'm going to die here. I'm going, I'm going to, to preach, preach my, my last funeral sermon. And I'm going to lay down on the coffin and, and die. Close the lid. <laughs> yeah. And then they're going to continue going without me. Yeah. And the second, which, which I love it, the idea. And the second it gets dicey, Lord spoke to my wife and I, and we need to leave. Like the very, very second that any kind of lead, that any kind of discipline was going to come down the pipe. Yeah. Oh, it's time for us to step away. There's been a trap set for yeah. us. Jesus spoke. Jesus spoke. Jesus. <laughs> you know, and so like, yeah, for me, like, it's just, I look at that whole thing. I'm like, yeah. Uh, yes, it was Orthodox, but yeah, it was also a cult. Okay. I see where you're coming from. Now, I want to talk about people who get sucked into cults. And never assume, I know we always do this thing. We have a, a very 
asymmetric insight when it comes to cults, where we assume we'd never, we would of never, course we would never do this. I would never fall for it. I, I am an intellect. I am a doctor. I am uh, a theologian. Uh, like, there's all these people yeah. that, that would never, ever fall for it. You just think I'm a common sense guy. I'm street smart. Yeah. I, I have seen shit. I've read books. I have, I've learned about cults. I'm yeah. not going to fall for it. So yeah, we think in our mind. Like, what kind of dumbass falls for a cult? And I, I get it. I, I felt that way. I'm like, what kind of idiot falls for a cult? So I'm going to talk about people who fall for it. Okay. One, they, they are not dumb. They, they could be very smart, intellectually educated, like they could be very good. Two, mm-hmm. they're looking for something more. They're looking to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Don't assume just because uh, you feel like you're... Um, that you have it all together, that you're not looking to be part of something, even subconsciously, when you're just looking for something bigger than you, uh, yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna find an organization that makes you feel bigger. Three, a charismatic leader. These are three. Having those three things, having somebody that you're willing to listen to, trust, who is very charismatic, so you're not gullible, but at the same time, you're willing to listen, so you're open-minded. Yeah. Yeah, open-minded people. Open-minded. Yeah, like yeah. If, if you're closed-minded, you, and if and if you, and if you don't you. think that you can get hustled, you're lying to yourself. Yeah, we can all we're all vulnerable to the right hustle. Yeah, it's, so that it's just one of those things of there's a lot of people out there that they're not dumb, but that is it's not a person, it's not an individual. It's many different types of people. There's so many out there. And they all have come from different backgrounds and they can all fall for it. So don't assume just because you are not in a cult or you don't think you're in one. Oh, and that's another thing. You don't know you're in one until you're out. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like being dating a crazy bitch. And I can use that word when it's crazy enough. And you don't know she's insane. Or you might, oh yeah, she's kind of crazy. But you don't know how crazy she actually is until you're out. Or you're ready to get out. Or you're ready to get out. And you're like, oh, I had no idea. Until you have eyes to see, you don't see it. Yeah, you won't. You'd be like, no, this is a great thing. Yeah, she hits me when I'm sleeping. But, you know, that's just fun. Just for fun. And and it's just one of those things of you really don't see it until you're out. And you're like, oh, shit. But, again, I kind of struggle with that one, too. Because is it a... Again, an asymmetric or a uh, hindsight of w- assuming the worst. It's like those guys who are dating a great chick and get out of the relationship and all they can do is say negative things about their ex. Yeah. You loved her for years. Years. Like guys who have been married to the same woman for 20 years and then get a divorce and say, oh, she was the craziest, most controlling cr- person ever. It's like. But we, we can put up with so much before we snap. Yes. But. Like an elephant, right? Yeah. Like like, like an elephant has the worst life possible. Like one in the circus. Yeah. Like they get beat, they get prodded, they get put in place. They're They're being held in by a tiny little pin. Yeah. And and, and, they think is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're being led by a rope by their, by their biggest abuser and they do everything it says, even though they are so much more technically powerful. Yeah. And so. It's just, it's a learned, it's learned obedience. Yeah. Like, Like that happens to people. But the, especially because like when it comes to, when it comes to love and this plays into organizations too, like when you're, when you get involved with something, when you love that shit. Yeah. Because it makes, it makes you feel part you, of big something. That, 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 that first connection that you make can like be so powerful that it takes a lot 
of abuse or shit and stuff like that, or, or things going off the rails before you're like, oh, this isn't this isn't what I signed on for. Yeah, and so, and it, and it stops becoming what you signed up for too. Like it, it look at the Branch Davidians is a perfect example of these guys who were like, oh yeah, we're just gonna get together, and uh, like yeah, we're working on this place. It's something bigger. Hey, we can have sermons together. Yeah. And he got he he's very charismatic, very charismatic. But very very like, I guarantee too. though, he didn't bring people to his cult, being like, hey, by the way, I'm the new Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> they do most of the time have a savior complex. Yeah, they yeah they they do, and he did. But at the same time, like for all of for all of uh, that guy's like theological off the wall bullshit. Yeah. Like one, he was very knowledgeable. Yes. He was very smart. He, and he did have a photographic memory of the Bible. Like, I mean, yeah, he was an impressive person, yes. but he didn't bring people to that being like, here's the craziest part of all the shit we believe. <laughs> I get to sleep with your wife. Yeah. Your am, wife, I'm, your wife. Like, yeah, that's like, another way, red have flag. You, have you ever wanted, have you ever wanted another man to rail your woman? <laughs> Well, while at the same time calling you a sinner, if you did, come on this way. Like that's that's not how you sell people. Like yeah, he sold people on like the hippie, you know, the hippie, yeah. like commune. Like come, we're doing something. Like we're we're here, we're do worshiping, ever, we're doing Bible studies. I do rock and roll. Yeah, and, and do you ever feel like your wife can be a hindrance that you lust after her? Well, that lust is bad. So let me take that burden for you. I am a good, faithful leader. I will make sure that she is satisfied and you won't fall into sin. Yeah. And like it's just like, wait, I get it. Sure. <laughs> but no. New. No. Yeah, like you're not you're not attracting people to your cult with the craziest stuff. No. So nobody comes to a cult being like, Yes, I'm joining a cult. Woo! <laughs> Right, like yeah, it's the best cult ever. There's, there's, you know, there's the camaraderie. There's the feeling of something bigger. There's the the going the sense to of doing, belonging. The sense of belonging. If you're if you're feeling ostracized from stuff, and then the like, it's like when a narcissist like love bombs you, right? Like they they make you feel like the, just the best in the world. Like come, like it's yeah, you know, like you, you they just they they know how to push the buttons to emotionally hook you in. Yeah. And then once you're there, it slowly turns into domination. Yeah. And can, into control. Or into and control into and into things. And, and then weird thoughts or, or things that you were told change over time. I mean, but they never changed. It's always been this way. It's like 1984's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the movie or the book 1984 where it's like, no, we've always been at war with these people. Always and forever. <laughs> Unless we say otherwise. And it's the same thing. It's like, no, it was always this way. Yeah. Just because just you don't remember it doesn't mean that it wasn't. This is the way it is, and this is the way it's going to be. Yeah. And, so it's and you know, you'll find a lot of times the people that were there at the beginning are no longer there. Yeah. Like, if you're getting involved in a, in, a, in, a, in a group where a lot of the old, a lot of the OGs are gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, it's, and it's all new blood. Yeah. All the time. And there's a continual kind of cycle. Yeah. That's that's a good red flag. Yeah. Because there's nobody left to remember what it used to be. Yes. Because because there's 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 no more there's nobody there's no check or balance. Yeah. When the check and balance is lost. But you don't see it. You don't see it when you're in it. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, they have we everyone has their time. Maybe I'll have my time to no longer be part of it. But right now I, this is my time. I'm supposed to be here and, and for for what it's going on. And yeah, you just assume Everything's good, and and it's good. I I love assuming good faith. I I am a good faith individual. If I'm having a discussion with somebody, I try not to assume 
malice intent. I try not to assume bad intention. I'm like, okay, you think this way. I want to understand why you think this way. And I want to, I want to understand you. So I'm going to prod. I'm going to ask questions. Even if they did, even if I agree yeah. with you, I'm hoping I can ask questions. And yeah, I, I, I try anyways. <laughs> Yeah. I I'm, think I do. I'm like that with people, with individuals, but I tell you, then the more and more, like with when it comes to bigger collectives, I'm getting more and more jaded about it. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't carry collective in, in high regard, any collective. Even, even my own church, I'm like, I disagree with a lot, but I still go. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have to. I just need know I need to be part of some kind okay, of Okay, so good question. How do you know your church is in a cult? Oh, because um, if I left, they wouldn't notice. <laughs> I know guys have gone to my church, left, came back for a visit or whatever. And it's like, oh, good to see you again. He's like, I haven't been here for two years. And he's like, oh, <laughs> all right. And they didn't even notice he was gone. And I'm like, that's, that's yeah. shitty. Well, yeah, like, I just say this because like, I, I was a member of, of your church for a long time. Yeah. Real long time. And like, you know, check some of the boxes. Like it's it's got a very strong sense of, of identity of the church. Uh, it's got a charismatic pastor. Oh, Did thanks. you want a beer? Did no, want... water. Okay. Water good. All right. Yeah, no, it had a charismatic leader. Good good sermons once in a while. Mm-hmm. This just tastes but like a... shit. I can't drink anymore. <laughs> no more Kool-Aid. Yeah, no more Kool-Aid. That was, a, that was a gimmick for, for doing this. I can't, can't do lie. it. I can't lie and say I'm drinking <laughs> Kool-Aid and not, but I can't fucking drink that anymore. Anyways, yeah, it's not even a bit. <laughs> but at, but yeah, but at the same time, like it's it's a church that is a part of a denomination. Yeah, that has pastoral oversight, as well as oversight of peers of various other pastors around church and around yes. you know their sphere. It doesn't control your finances. No, not at all. Maybe because one, I'm not. I try to be <laughs> as diligent as possible when it comes to tithing, but I'm not. But mm-hmm. guess what? They're not knocking on my door. Yeah. They are very no... hands off on finances. Yeah. And there, very... There's nobody guilt tripping you or making appeals to, to your, to your salvation. If you're not, you know, if you miss a couple, yeah. a couple tithes or anything like that. I mean, cause okay. Tithing for a church is necessary. Mm-hmm. There is no income stream yeah. for these or for these organizations or buildings to function other than the donations they get from their parishioners. Yes. Like it's just get over it. Tithing is important. Churches cost money. So don't like these people, oh, they're not profit and they're making millions. I'm like, fuck. My pastor No, they're not. My pastor is not making millions and we're in a very wealthy city. We're a very wealthy city. He lives in a very small house because he doesn't need a lot. He's like, well, what do I need a big house for? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't need a brand new vehicle. I don't need the, like, it's, I, not, I don't, as far as I know, he's not very good with money and it doesn't show. Yeah. You know how some people are bad with money, but it shows, like they just have all really nice shit all <laughs> yeah. the time. And you're like, oh, I'm broke. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but wearing like Gucci. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not wearing any of that. Wearing the nicest kicks on the planet. Yeah. No, no, he's not. You know, like he lives comfortably and you know, the church makes sure that they take care of him, but he's not getting, you know, like obscenely wealthy off of the back of people's donations and poor people giving their last dollar to the church or anything like that. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a cult. Yeah. You know, like, and, and, cause and... there are groups that you can say, no, this isn't like this. 
it's not you can't just you know be in the super jaded position you're like everything's a cult yeah and and <laughs> you, you can't and that's the thing you and a lot of people do that and another thing i was in a mentoring program with leadership and i missed a couple here and there and sometimes they message me like hey are you coming on just to check on me make sure i'm good yeah well simultaneously not pressuring me like there was no like are you reading the literature are you in it and i'm like i know like I didn't even read any yeah, of the literature. Not, they, and there's nobody there trying to brainwash you. There's nobody there trying to like beat new people into a certain way of thinking. Yeah. And because I honestly have opinions when it comes to scripture that people disagree with. And they're like, I disagree. I'm like, well, you're not being biblical or I disagree with this part of the Bible so we can agree to disagree. Like we're fine there. He's okay with me disagreeing with him. And that's a big part too. I can verbalize my disagreement with him like in person yeah. or, or elsewhere and he's fine with it. Yeah, and he doesn't come at you being like, how come every time I hear from you, it's always negative, just negative and bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you are you even Christian? Are you even wanna, Are you even a brother in Christ with me because, you know, because you disagree with me? It's like, no, I mean, he still loves you. Yeah, he still loves me. Heck, they let me, he disagrees with me on some things. Like, he knows where I stand when it comes to uh, an evolutionary, uh, spirit-led evolutionary cycle. I'll use that word. It's good. And uh, <laughs> he knows where I am on there, and he'll let me speak at Sunday school, which is probably irresponsible of him, but yeah. they do it because they know in my heart I can tell these kids. I'm not going to divert these kids and confuse them with a very nuanced thought. I could be like, Jesus does love you. He died on the cross. That I know. <laughs> he is who he says he is, and if not, it's a good thing. I'll do Pascal's wager. Yeah. I don't care. I can justify it to teach, preach, and, and with that, I know I'm not involved with that. So, a big part is the leader and the charismatic individual is the head of it. Can you question him? Because an unquestionable leader is a Or her. Don't be a sexist. Her. Come on. Come on, women. <laughs> no one's going to let women lead. <laughs> don't, don't be ridiculous. I thought we were doing a serious thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any women cult leaders? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean. I'm trying uh, to think of, I'm trying to think of any, but. A lot of them are Asian. <laughs> Oh, those are dictators. There's some dictators, too. Yeah. Women no, dictators are savage, I guess man. I was thinking just on points of, of what kind of, like, can make a cult. And I think one aspect of it is programming. Yeah. But, like, but like, I know, like, say for... Every organization has some <clears throat> level of programming. Well, yeah. I mean, like, if you're going to be a Christian, I mean, there's certain prepositions that you... Have to agree believe. with. I mean, you if, if, you're, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Buddhist, right? Like, there's certain prepositions laid out by the by the uh, organization or by, or by the religion itself. Yeah, there's the tra- a theology by the tradition that you itself, have to adhere a, to. Yeah, there's an orthodoxy that you kind of have to buy in on to, yes. and you need to learn that and agree with it. But what I'm talking about, like programming, it's like, like, uh, I know what it's, you're it's, saying. It's less, it's less about, it's less about like making sure that you agree with the main tenets of the thing, but at the same, like doing that while at the same time training your behavior to be a good and obedient yeah. part of the collective. A soldier. Being a good soldier of the cause. Yeah. And, and, and just recognizing your role and, and lifting you up high enough to um, be obedient, but not high enough to have any authority. 
Mm-hmm. So, and, and a lot of people, like, they think they're higher in the organization they are. Look at uh, Scientology. There are guys that are in that who thought they were higher than they were, and when they brought something up to the leader, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, you're not at this level. Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't bring this up to me. Uh, I think, what's the chick from... Um, oh, Leah Remini. Leah Remini, perfect example of a person who's got a mouth on her. She's from Brooklyn, obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and she was part of an organization, and she did a TV series, and she's like, oh, where's this person? Oh, yeah, this she th- she thought, she, like, she knows the leader. Like, she... she she's like, built had, a rapport. <coughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and it was just like, hey, your wife hasn't been around in forever. Where the heck did... You know, where, where's she at? Like, just checking in yeah. and being like tore a strip off of is like you don't question me (laughs) yeah it's like sorry what yeah and that's a perfect example of someone who you cannot question yeah because really like that guy's wife like wound up being put in a hole somewhere (laughs) but like scientology like that's i mean that's such an interesting cult because their leader is dead and gone like their founder, the guy who set the theology in, but it's still a cult. <laughs> it's still a cult, and it's so like at that point, like yeah, it's got crazy, like, they, and they've got like a gigantic raging narcissist who's running the thing now, but they still have devotion to the previous guy. Yeah, who but he, gone. He's, he's part of the lineage. He's family. No, he wasn't. Wasn't he family? Nope. I thought he was a, a some kind of relation <clears throat> or grandson or something like nope, that. No, no, he took over almost corporately. Okay, yeah. but like so. A cult I doesn't. That. A cult doesn't necessarily need an active, charismatic leader. Yeah, is like because you can you can also have in its place an ideology. Yeah, like an off the wall ideology that captures your imagination so hard, and if it's got a structure behind it that twists the screws hard enough to sink its claws in and kind of set that prison of belief yeah. and control what you do, like that's also a cult. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like they say, like, uh, Mormonism now. Oh. Like, I mean, their, their founder and leader has been dead for centuries. Yes. Well, they, they, even, even some branches of Christianity, they've had some that are just, they are crazy. You look at them and you're like, how, how is this running? I don't know what it is, but the crazy, like Mormons, uh, they're really nice people. Really great. If you want to meet nice people, Mormons, they take the fucking cake. Kind of crazy? Yeah. Yeah, what they believe is a little nutso. What I believe is nutso, too. So I'm fine with it being a little nutso, but when a nutso is calling somebody else nuts, it's, yeah. it's like the pot calling a kettle black. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they've got that whole thing as far as, like, the their their leadership and a temple being in, in uh, the States. Mm-hmm. Oh, what is it? Utah. Utah. So, yeah, <laughs> in Utah. <laughs> and, you know, you have, like, special channels you have to go through and wear special underwear. Handshakes. Uh, <laughs> I think they have handshakes. Yeah, and it, but if you like, so like, there's is such a big cult now that it's got structure underneath it that yep. compartmentalizes it. Yeah, and so you have a whole bunch of people that are earnestly believing like they would any other religion. Yeah, but they're still tightly controlled by the structure. Yeah, that has like trained you. Yeah, in how to do this, and you don't you don't go out of it. You don't date anybody that's not a Mormon. You don't. Do business in certain ways. Like if you go out, you're out. You can get you can get blacklisted from from yeah. businesses from ever even stepping in. Yeah, Je- like, Jehovah Witness is similar to that too. You do yeah, yeah. not date outside of the religion. I know because I dated a whole Jehovah Witness chick, and we never told her father. And she's like, oh, "Are you guys dating?" <laughs> so, I guess here's a question though: How is that different than say like 
Like, I know if I dated an atheist, like, you know, Christian, I would have had family that, that would have been like, ooh, or like a Muslim or something like that. Well, Christians have this thing of do not be unevenly yoked, and they assume that to be faith alone. Yeah. It's like, you must date somebody who is a Christian. Don't be unevenly yoked. No, that, that, that spans bigger than faith. That spans ideology. That spans into personality But the thing is, uh, personality if, types. if I were to do that, even if my family was crazy, like, I mean, because families are crazy. Like, mm-hmm. they have all kinds of biases and bigotry and stuff like that. Yep. But I wouldn't be systematically kicked out of the church and blocked and, no. and black, blackballed. No. Like there's not some big cabal, you know, in, in Salt Lake City that would have, you yeah. know, like put down the edict and this guy's blackballed out of the religion Black. for, for dating, you know, a Muslim lady or something like that. Right. Yeah. Even if my family was crazy and they didn't like it or they ostracized me or shunned me or anything like that. Yeah. It's not the religion's fault as much as it's their bigotry. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's that is something that sets it apart too. That's that's a very culty thing that happens. But again, Mormons, and I think okay, there's two dynamics to recognizing when you're stuck in a in a group, but not in a cult, and 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 so you could be stuck in a group and it not be a cult because one, you're you're you want let's say you want to leave this group, you want to step away, you don't want to be it anymore, you're done. Mm-hmm. And you can't figure out a reason to stay and you have every reason to go, but you just won't do it. And there's, there's a few things that keep a person in it. One, the community. Mm -hmm. You love the people that are there. Yeah. Like you, you love the organization. You love the group. You, yeah, there's some things wrong with it here and there, but you on a deep down in your core, you love the community that you're a part of. And you know that if you were to step away from that, you would lose the community with it. To a certain extent, because mm-hmm. I know that uh, some people, if they when they leave a church, they just they you stop keeping in contact. But when you see them around town, you're all cordial yeah. and everything, and that's why churches. Yeah, but that, are I mean, that's great. I mean, same thing too, right? Like if you moved out of the neighborhood, <laughs> like if you had a bunch of friends in a cul-de-sac that you all kind of built like neighborhood yeah. friends with, Board right? Parties, and you'd all be like, shit. oh man, I'm really sad to move away from from this cul-de-sac, but you know, my job is taking me over here or something like that, right? Like if you leave something for that and you grow apart from them just from distance and lack of opportunity. Like, you know, your friendship is, I guess it's kind of there, but it's not like they're like being like, oh, you left the (laughs) cul-de-sac. Well, you're one of, you're one of them straight street people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have an avenue, not a crescent. Right. Like you, (laughs) it's, it's not that, right? You just grow yeah. apart from lack of yeah. contact. Like yeah. that's that's different. When than, you see him, you still have a beer. Yeah. Like it, it's that's, that's different a, than if you leave and you're like, okay, yeah, you're dead to me, <laughs> you know, that, or that's or and, we but will that's purposely... a worry that people have when they when they leave an organization. It's not it's not you're not leaving them. You're not quitting. You're not quitting the organization. You're quitting them. Yeah, and that's what people feel. So when you let's say you did have that tight of a knit group in your cul de sac, and and you moved and you sold it to some teenager i don't know whoever fucking buys it and they're not as good (laughs) and they're like and they see you again it's like fuck you sold your house to the wrong person the least you could have done is sold it to a retired navy seal i don't know (laughs) yeah but but that kind of lost relationship isn't what happens when you leave a cult no when you leave a cult you are ostracized they talk shit about you as soon as you leave you were a traitor to the cause and and yeah that's a cult like mm-hmm. that when you, when you're treated like that, when you leave, not a, 
they've had their time. It's great. God bless. We love you. And we'll, we will see you around. Because there is that. There are organizations that, that you can be part of like that, that you can leave and, and do well. Now, so those exist, but that's a red flag that if you feel like if you do leave, they're just going to talk shit about you. Kind of culty. Kind of cult. I won't. Yeah. I won't. I wouldn't classify 100% cult. Kind of culty. Let's say there's a spectrum of cult. Spectrum of cult you know, that that just turns from you know a like, one to five. I don't know. <laughs> we won't do this like our camping spectrum, but ju- let's just say like there's a gradient of intensity of yeah. cultish behavior that can you know you can be in a normal group that let's say every now and then can like devolve into like slightly culty talk or culty esoteric behavior, language or, or even just behavior and how they treat you or how they talk about people who want to leave or like, you know, just yeah. things like that. Right. Like they can kind of like devolve in that and be like, oh, what are we thinking? <laughs> you know, they kind of, you know, yeah. just get back into being normal. Very tribal. You could have some that are right on the edge, right on the edge of cult, which is say like where I would put Mars Hill, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's, on, I on would, I would say there are two steps past the line of cult <laughs> right <laughs> yeah like you you can look at that and obviously nowhere even the same league as like jonestown or branch davidians or yeah the, or the, the moonies or, or wait you know, like nowhere even in the same you can't see the yeah. two things right but they're both cults yes like big gap there is a big gap there is a, so that's why if you words are complicated man like you, <laughs> like you can be a cult you can be in a cult and be fine yeah <laughs> like honestly just like, like you can just like you can be a moderate meth head you can totally do <laughs> meth and be 100% fine but the second you start smoking or <laughs> sucking dick to get that money for the meth now you've got a problem up until this point you've been great if you can oh find my gosh. <laughs> That's funny. I know. I've been waiting to use that one. All right. So that's the one, the community. Two, sunken cost fallacy. Yeah, that'll keep a guy in. That will keep a guy in. You spent a lot of time. A lot of time, a lot lot of of energy, and a lot of money. Like you feel like you're so invested in the thing you're in that if you were to leave, it's like you wasted seven years of your life, however many thousands of dollars, however many wasted trips that you could have done your own thing or been with your kids or stuff like that, that you devoted to this cause. Like, like when you know, like you need to leave cause, cause something's wrong, but yeah. like that, but you won't because you're just, you feel too invested and you just can't bring yourself to like, when you to say throw like, it away, you throw, you're, yeah, you're you, throwing it away. You're yeah. throwing away all the time, all the money and all the energy that you put into it to say, okay, I'm done. Yeah, it's 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 hard to bring yourself to the point of leaving a cult, even if you know it is because of that very thing, right? It's, Especially if you're a chief Jew. Yeah, <laughs> or or if you or if, even if you <laughs> feel like if you feel like it's right at the precipice, like maybe we can turn the sucker around, <laughs> like, yeah. right? Because you, you always feel like you can save it. Yeah, is it like, even man, even if, if you can't, if I could just but, hold on and and just be more devoted <laughs> and mm-hmm. work my way up and be the change I want to be. And then sometimes you can't. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you can't be the change because they see you as a threat. Yeah. So, so the second cause, uh, community, what's the other one? There's another reason for not. Well, I don't know if it's a reason for not, but a method that cults use to keep people from getting to the point where they're mentally ready to leave is, thought terminating cliches, mm-hmm. which are like when, when, when somebody says, or 
piques a little bit of doubt or wants to ask a little question there versus like, hey, something here is not adding up. What a cult will have is something called thought terminating cliches. So they're an easy, memorable, repeat, easily repeatable thing to get you to stop thinking about that thing yeah, and just move on. Yeah. Like, let's say if there is something really going wrong with, uh, with like maybe sexual activity or abuse or something like that. And if people just keep saying, oh, boys will be boys. Like, oh, it's okay. We like, you know, you know how guys are, right? Like just, just let it be. It'll get better. You know, somebody will talk to them and just move on. Right. Even though you've seen a pattern of behavior happening, like, you know, you're like, you know, that it's not just going to get better, but just that thinking like, oh, okay, it's not that big a deal. And then you, you can kind of move on. You know, another another thought terminating cliche could be something like uh, trust the process. Yeah. Like if you're like, okay, Which, this shit is not making sense. What's going on here? Like, you know, like you're like, what is going on? What What is the issue? And if they just say like, like, never mind, just trust the process or, or something of but that. There, because, uh, some, but there's or, a certain, just, there is okay, a certain degree just, of truth to Just that. something of that sort, even if it's just something like, whatever, trust your leadership or like whatever, yes. trust me. Just yes. stop thinking about it, just trust. Yes. But some, I, I give some leeway to that because there's a certain degree of truth to that. There is a point when it's like, you ever get asked by God, okay, I was asked to fast one time and for a long period of time and I, I, I could have sat there and said, why? I disagree. The Bible says this. I work a, I work a physically a taxing job. I can't do this. I had a, a thousand excuses, but sometimes you're being told to do something and you don't understand why. And you're like, no, I just need to do as I'm told sometimes. And that's why I want to give a certain degree, well, I mean, a small I degree. And that's of, something of, like that's, that was a, a personal, that was mm-hmm. a personal wrestling you were having with God. But if you're dealing with an organization which has leadership and when sometimes something is above your head. Okay, um, for an example, we were part of a club. And sometimes we would get our guys to organize parties that are above their pay grade. And we'd be like, no, you organize this party. Little did they know they were organizing their patch up. There Mm -hmm. was tons of work, tons of effort, tons of just just a pain in the ass. But what they did not know was that that was going to be their patch up. That was the point in which they were. And so for us, we were telling those guys, trust the process. Listen to your leadership. Just do as you're told. Trust me. It'll be worth it in the end because we know they're on the precipice of what, it, what they've been striving towards. Yeah. And so in that regard, I would say there is a degree to which you have to say, like if my pastor asked me to do something and I know that I trust him. And that's the trust that I had for his leader. But some well, leaders I mean, let's, are bad. Let's say just... If you're in a position where just in aggregate over a long period of time where there is things just not, (laughs) not adding up, not adding up, and it's always accounted to trust the process, that's a thought terminating cliche. Yes. Like, I mean, obviously like you can't use, you can't use a simple mind thing like that to always be like, oh, here's a red flag. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I wanted to put a bit of a, um, I mean, let's, let's, let's say like you're somebody who's like being like literally abused, like mentally. Oh yeah. And you're like, why are you doing to the, to this to me? Trust the process. Yeah. And again, I'll kick back only a little bit, only a smidgen because abuse is such a subjective term when you could, I could just call you a pussy and that could be considered abuse. But if I knew you, 
I knew you and I know what you can handle. You can handle being called a pussy, but some guys, they can't handle being called a pussy. It's like, no, we need to push you into yeah. being able okay. to handle this. And that's, again, <laughs> I'm willing to, I, I hate defending the cults. I really, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like blanket terms on uh, some of that stuff. And, but I, at the same time, some people need their bush buttons pushed. Yeah, some I'm people, not, some not people like do physically need, punching. Some people do need buttons pushed. Some people do need to be tested and tried and prodded, right? Because you're inviting this guy into your, or whoever it is, you're inviting like an individual when, into your when tribe. It's, when it is the go-to response yes. for everything that doesn't make sense. Yes. When it's like, stop thinking. When when that's oh, o- when, that. when that is overall the message you're getting all the time, stop thinking. Yes. Don't question. Don't, like, there's... But, there's all is good. There is nothing awry <laughs> nothing here. Trust, yeah. trust your leadership. Like, yeah, like that, that when, is thought terminating, right? Yes. Like, especially for the guys that, you know, but, are, are susceptible to that. And you're like, okay, I guess so guys. Uh, yeah. And the, the thing I hate the most is that they've built no, they, they, you, you, they have no reason to trust you. Especially the guys, if, if, okay, if I'm leading a guy, if I was leading a guy, I would, I would tell him like, do you trust me? Do you believe that I have your best interest at heart? It, honestly, earnestly, do you believe that I have the best? And, and if you knew me, you would say yes. Mm-hmm. But if I do, if you don't know me and I'm just telling you, do as you're told. I built, I have no reason to have that authority and they give it to them as, as a person entering in to be part of something. You give it to them and you don't trust them, but everyone else does. So you're just going to go along to get along. You don't want to, you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to get called out. You don't want to be ostracized. You don't want to be cast out because it's just something you want to be part of. And so for an organization, there has to be a certain level of trust. And yeah, yeah you do have to trust, but an organization also too has to have a certain amount of, uh, not opaqueness, but clarity. Like yes. an organization has a certain amount of clarity, right? Like there yeah. has to be a certain structure that you can trust and, and not everything is just by the seat of its pants. Yeah. Well, so like you, you got, you got to earn that trust if you're asking it from people in, in your group. So if somebody tried to come onto our podcast... And they were like talking shit about you. I'm like, I'm sorry, you don't know him and you don't know me because if you knew me, then you would know him because you wouldn't get this close. You you have no chance of being here unless both of us say so. And this is something, we are our check and balance on this. I know we're Mm -hmm. an echo chamber a little bit, but simultaneously, we disagree in enough ways. So to have that check and balance is so important. One, people can't talk shit about me without you probably going to bat for me. And people can't talk shit about you. Even if you agree with them, it's like, yeah, Mike's fucking crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Mike believes some stupid shit (laughs) and it's fine. I'm okay with it. But you haven't sat down and have a conversation with him. You haven't spent the time that I have with him. So you don't know him the way that I know him. And just like you, the people don't, yeah, people, they can talk whatever shit they want about you. But I mean, like, you don't know him. You, you, you know me, but you don't know him. And, and likewise, people can talk shit about me, but they don't know me. Unless they sit down and have a conversation with me, they don't. Talk to me. Get to know me. I, I'm really quite nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I'm looking to start a church, and it's going to be really, really great. Um, bring your wives. 
if if they're pretty, don't don't bring them. Especially if you have more more, more many more wives. <laughs> many more. We're we're looking to increase our harem size. Wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another another thought killing cliche or cliche that gets in my craw. Oh yeah. Is are you here for God or for this one man? Oh yeah. That one pisses me right the frig off. Cuz like the idea that the idea that cuz like you're looking at a situation. You're looking at like say the leader of the Branch Davidians or something like that, who's sleeping with guys' wives, who's doing crazy stuff, who's collecting and hoarding guns and teaching people how to shoot and kill. Well, hoarding's such a strong word, but yeah, keep going. <laughs> when you're building a military camp. <laughs> I, again, just just words. <laughs> Sounds but great, like, by so, the way. You know, for all the things that this guy did, you know, like he slept with the founder of the, of the group's like mother and then, you know, like. Oh, and the daughter. So, and and, and oh. it, well, no, it, it wasn't the daughter. Like there, didn't he sleep with like, he, he, did, with he didn't, he didn't like, he didn't start the branch Davidians. He came in as a convert. Okay. And there was a leadership struggle between the two founders between, I think it was mother and son after the, the guy who started it had passed away. That's right. And then he hooked up with the mom, got her to sign everything over to him and then took it over. Yeah. I got, I, I was mixing that up with a different one. Yeah. <laughs> A, but like so, crazy. yeah, I know they're they're so wild. But like so that, or, or for instance, there's another one where it was a Catholic cult where the guy had basically said he's God told him he's the new Pope and he's going to you know usher the the church into the into the the rapture and stuff like that. And like apparently he got permi- apparently he got permission from the Vatican to say all these things. Like he he like had lies and lies and lies and lies, right? Yeah. And if you know when the, when people question like uh okay like this is this is odd plus you're starting to marry young girls and we heard you know this stuff over here like something's not adding up and then being told like just calm your tits are you here for god and for the mission and for the purpose that we all came here for are you here for this guy or me do you do you really like i'm i'm still a man i'm going to make mistakes yeah i'm gonna make mistakes it's okay we're just don't follow me follow jesus i fucking hate that one but at the same time also saying i'm god's man and i'm in charge of this and you can't do anything to stop it right like it's a double standard yeah and but it's saying that if if you question this person you're questioning god's judgment but don't but but are you here for me or for god yeah, but are you here for him? Are you for that man or for God? <laughs> right, but. but you know, it's 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 yeah. a, when you when you hear it, you're like, oh man, you're right. I guess I am here to do ministry. I am here for the mission. I am here for the brotherhood. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here because of that guy. Yeah, that's right. But at the same time, that guy's running all the shit and doing stuff with impunity yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. Without and question. Without question, because everybody that comes to question him gets rebuffed and being like, no, 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 no. Accounta- this guy doesn't need accountability yeah. because he's God's man. Yeah. Don't question him. You're here for God. So let him be him and do the stuff. And you, you go around working on here. It's, it's killing the question asking part of your brain and just saying, knuckle down and just keep doing stuff, right? Yeah. Like it's a thought killing cliche. Yes. So that's the kind of stuff that keeps you from figuring out, okay, is this legit or not? Yeah. Cause it's an, like, that's such an easy thing to say. And it's such, such an easy thing to buy. Like, oh yeah, that's right. I am here for other stuff. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it makes you put up with so much more shit. You're really yeah. Like, oh, no, I can, I can handle a little bit more. And it like, just pushes you further oh, and further into the sunken cost. When uh, I was watching that, I was watching the, not the documentary, but there's a Netflix series of the Branch Davidian oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I started watching that. Which is so entertaining. But at one point, it's like the the right-hand man, not... not uh, the leader of the branch of idiots. Damn it, I forget his name. I know it too. Uh, something cushion? No. Something cush. I feel like there's a K there. But anyway, his right hand man was talking with the FBI guy, and this guy's like, "Look at all what's going on here. Like, are you are you really signed on for this? Yeah. And he's like, "No, th- this is awful. I can't believe what's happening." But he's like, "It's like, are you, are you really like buying what this guy is saying?" And he's just like, "You know what? Like." I wish to God it was anybody else. I wish to God it was anybody else leading this, but it's him. Unfortunately, it's him. And, and I'm just going to have to like, just live with that and put up with it. And I heard that and just like my stomach sank. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like when I heard that, I was like, it just, it hit too close to home from some of my own justifications and some of my own, like not looking at the big picture. Like just because I felt that same way. I was like, I wish anybody but that guy. Yeah. But I'm still here. Yeah. Without just seeing it for what it was. Yeah. I think, okay. There's so much to talk about when it comes to cults because there's so many out there. Oh, uh, yeah. Look for the flags. <laughs> Multiple wives. <laughs> or, I don't know, heavy turnover, too, is kind of a crazy Yeah, one heavy too. turnover. And, and random... Or even like regular regular change of theology, <laughs> like yeah. when 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 the the leader does stuff that he's not supposed to. If all of a sudden the rules change for that, yeah, big red flag. Um, God's church. Not this is not my church. This is God's church. Yeah, if there's if there and then all of a sudden it's thou dost the hell protest do you... too much, right? If if they're too big on that chances are and but but look for the change too if it ever becomes if it ever stops being god's church Mm -hmm. and it becomes as in the same the mars hill one (laughs) yeah it's mark's church listen let go listen to that one i really i enjoyed it because there were there was a lot of good that happened there but there was a lot of bad too Mm -hmm. you listen to it in a whole listen to all of it and then recognize that Christianity today is a bunch of bitches. Sorry, yeah, they, I have a really hard time with them. They yeah, are they so do. frustrating. But at the same time, it's like, even despite their bitchiness, like, like there's just so much body of evidence in that particular case. Of like, yeah, like that place was messed. Yeah. And uh, another one is rules that apply to me, not to thee. Yeah, if that happens. I hate that. You have that. Look, look at what's happening in our, our social uh, hierarchy right now of literal senators in the states not applying to rules. It's like, oh, I held my breath when I took that picture with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Or like our, you know, <laughs> our, our prime minister, you know, like, you know, if, if he does something, like takes no responsibility for it. But if somebody else makes the same gaffe or mistake, he's all over them like yeah. nuts. Yeah, and oh, and another thing, if anybody ever leaves, this is a huge red flag for me, if anybody leaves and the first thing you do is start, like, high up, high up in the organization, if anybody leaves that organization, they start talking shit about him within the organization. Yeah. And, like, yeah. That's a red flag for me. Like, Mars Hill did it. Yeah, sometimes that happens, like, really directly, Mm -hmm. but, like, most of the time, it's, it's a message to those who know. Yep. Right? Like, it's... 
like Mark, like he had these big things, like, you know, like we fired three pastors, we fired three pastors, you know, and he, and this whole thing, because they wanted to wrestle, like they wanted to wrestle control for the church themselves, or they wanted to, they wanted to steer the church away from what God is doing. Like he, these big things, but those who know, know that he fired them because they opposed his changes to bylaws that gave him sole control. (laughs) Like, you know, like, but they... Yeah. They ax them and ax them brutally, like in really yeah. unethical ways. Yeah. But at the same time, then go to the public and have this big passive aggressive speech, yeah. self-aggrandizing them, but running down the people. Yeah. And everybody else thinks, oh man, yeah, I can't believe guys would do that. But people who know, they're getting the subtle message. Yeah. They, don't, see, they see the don't, thunder. Don't be like Jim. Don't be like, like George. Don't be like Pastor Billy Bob. You know, yeah. like the guys who did that, like, okay, I'm not going to do what they did because I don't want my pension to go away. Yeah. I'm not going to do what they did because like, I don't want to go through litigation or, or be threatened with lawsuits or yeah. throw, have NDAs thrown at me. So I'm going to keep damn well, keep my mouth shut yeah. and just do as good as I can with what time I got here. Yeah. Like, like that, that's a big thing. Yeah. So look in, in whatever you're part of. Yeah. What do they say about the people who are no longer there? Churches, church especially. Like, that's a huge one. If you go to a church and as soon as somebody, if, if you're well, especially involved. Especially with the higher up, right? Yeah. Because like, I mean, again, down at the very, very base level, like the, the, the nominal members or the average members, the new people coming in, all those people are uninvolved in that. Yeah. But like, like you said, the, 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 the tighter the circle gets to the top of that triangle, yeah. like, Take a look at how they're treating each other. <laughs> Take yeah. a look at how much turnover is happening there or how they treat and behave towards, towards, uh, yeah. you know, the, the people the, who, the, who are out or who are what's in the, the outs. Word? Like if Muslims have a really good word for it. <laughs> I don't know. It's the one where you, if you quit their religion, uh, <sighs> apostate apostate yeah they, look how they treat the That's apostates a Christian word too I, I know but the month yeah. i hear from muslims more than i hear from christians look at how they treat the apostates and and that that's the thing. As Christians, we should be looking to these people and be and having and having a, a merciful, gracious yeah. outlook on them. It's like, oh, I, yeah, I love like, you, brother, and I, I even even if you left for the wrong reasons, I love you, and I hope that things go well for you. Yeah, like I mean, you know, even just like in the club world, like man, I saw people get torn to shreds for leaving clubs. Yeah. You know, like even though they supposedly left good. Yeah. You know, like people turns around like, oh, that that fucking fat bastard, you know, like just like, you know, like total disregard because they're hurt. They left. Yeah. And that's, and and I've been that guy. That's the thing. I've been that guy. I've been the fuck that guy. Cause, because I was hurt that they left because I felt like they left me. Yeah. I've been, I've been that when they quit in a bad way. I hate when people quit bad. I'm like, if you're going to do it, do it as right as possible. Even even if they shit on you afterwards, do it to the best of your ability. But when you see somebody quit something and do it just without forethought, without really taking into consideration everything else, and they just quit. They didn't quit just the organization. They quit me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, invest, I invested all the time in them, and, and they quit me, and I, I've been that guy. So don't be surprised if you become one of them. But at the same time, 
grace and mercy. Yeah. Especially if they've t- thought about it and they didn't do it quickly and they try to do it to the the most right way possible. Yeah. Or if they're chased out of the club and then run down or oh, chased yeah. out of a church and then run down or chased out of a, out of a company and run down like, that's, oh, yeah. like when, when leadership chases you off and then like plays the good guy to your bad guy, like if you see that happen over and over and over again, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, when, when guys like constantly go through chicks and they're like, man, why can't I find the right woman? It's like, oh, I don't know. There's one common denominator I'm <laughs> no, seeing in this of, whole thing. All the ladies, <laughs> there's only one dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, are you, are you specifically attracting like, one kind of lady is, or, or are or, you bringing, or are you bringing a problem to this whole thing? Are you just a shitty individual that can't, yeah. can't keep it in your pants or can't? Uh, what's what's another, what's another red flag? Unquestionable leadership. Yeah. Unquestionable leadership. I hate that one. An unquestionable leader is questionable leader. Sometimes that goes subtly though. Right. Cause like, like for instance, one past quote unquote pastor that, uh, I interacted with in a, in a situation. Yeah. He was doing a, a Facebook live stream, I think in a, in a large way to show he's open to being questioned. Yeah. And it was like, ask me anything, ask, try and try and stump this pastor. Just give her guys. Yeah. And you know, like was just answering questions here, there. And I was like, okay, I got one for you, you know? And there was something I was actually wrestling with at the time Yeah. and threw it out there for him. And, you know, I asked like, how come there's like, if, if Genesis is literal, how come there's two different well, Genesis one, Judge. Yeah, Genesis, Genesis two. one. Like, how come there's two different, like, step by step stories of how this all went down? And he just laughed. He said, "That's a fucking stupid question." Or he didn't say "fucking stupid." He said, "Oh, that's a stupid question." Oh, see, I don't play around in, so in speculation. Political. I didn't pl- don't play around in speculation. I trust the Bible, and the, what the Bible says is right. So didn't answer, <laughs> and then moved on. Right, like that's how fucking open to that. being questioned when it comes down to something that's actually a question. I, d- I did point that out to somebody, and they weren't ready for it. It's like what. And I'm like, yeah, if you look at Genesis, it has two different descriptions of the creation of of the world and man. And it's like, no, (laughs) like, but, but, but. No, and that was, that's something I was legit wrestling with at the time. But at the same time, I also had an idea that it was really disingenuous what he was up to. Yeah. Because you can play like you're vulnerable. You can play like you're open to question. You can play like you're willing to make yourself look bad. But if, if all that is is a conscious manipulation. Yeah. Then it's still not vulnerability. It's still not being questioned. You're just, you're just using something that maybe puts you in a bad light, but you're using it to control. The visual effect of a, of a vulnerability. Yeah. Like the, just, if I can appear vulnerable, if I can appear as if, uh, I'm, I'm one of the commoners. <laughs> one, yeah. <laughs> one of you. And, 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 to, to gain sympathy and also to, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, what's the fucking word? Notoriety? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the word. To, to gain notoriety and, and be like, no, I'm just like you guys, but, but I've studied the Bible a lot more than you, so you can listen to me. But I am like you. You can question me. You can ask me anything. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, hey, you said this in your sermon. I listened to a pastor say something really stupid, and I, I went to it with coffee. I'm like, hey, um... You said this thing 
And you know that's stupid, right? <laughs> and, okay, I don't want to... I love the guy, so I don't want to name him or do anything like that. But he said in um, from the front, without thinking. I don't think he was actually thinking about it. Yeah. He just said it because it sounded nice. And sometimes people, young people do that. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, that sounds good. That'll preach. That'll and then preach. somebody's and then like, like eh, That's wait a second. Dumb. You're like, oh, I didn't <laughs> think about that one all the way through. <laughs> I don't know. There's this Christian song that talks about light, Lighthouse. My Lighthouse. My Lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah and come towards the lighthouse it's beckoning you the lighthouse is calling you <laughs> into into shore you. and you're like no I no don't. the lighthouse says there's rocks here stay away <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just like one of these things like have you ever been on a boat yeah, I, you, I, you I see a lighthouse you keep your distance until you figure out <laughs> where the frick shore, where, where the bay is like that's danger <laughs> that's, that's a marker of that's land don't don't that's <laughs> Yeah, this You're is in a boat. This is the pointy part of land, and this will <laughs> fuck your shit up. <laughs> and anybody in Newfoundland knows that. Oh yeah, I'm like, I'm, this is before they were like, like projecting their sermons onto the web, which is so yeah. great. Because if we'd done it then, they'd be like, "What are you fucking retarded? <laughs> Just cancel this church. They don't know." Oh, that's funny. Anyways, it was so funny because, but I love, but I was able to go to that guy. And be like, hey, you know that was fucked up. Like, you're very right. He was like, yeah, it just sounded nice at the time. He was aware that he, what he said was wrong. He's mm-hmm. like, I, I didn't think about it. It sounded good in the moment. And yeah. And and, and I get it. I get, and that's why I have a good faith. I always try to, I try to have yeah. a good faith approach. Oh. I'm go, if I'm going to ask you a question or say something, I'm, I hope you know that when I come to you, I'm going to you with the best intentions possible. I'm not there to fuck you. If I, I just, wanted to fuck you, I'd buy I you dinner to, first. I just want to stop you from saying something stupid on a big scale. <laughs> or or just, to, just to think about, you know, yeah. just you know to, people just are listening. Yeah. People are fucking listening to you and they are going to repeat and they're trusting what you. you say. They're going to repeat yeah. you. If you're in leadership, they're going to repeat you. And if they don't run into somebody with good faith intent, yeah. like me. And, and yeah, <laughs> like, like the, the, the lighthouse thing, like that's a very lighthearted example. Oh yes. <laughs> but, very light. <laughs> you know, right? Like that's one you can like go joke about over coffee with your pastor if you have a good enough yeah. relationship, right? Yeah. It's not like a big thing where you're like, you know, you literally told people it's okay to sleep with other women. <laughs> <laughs> to cheat on their wives. <laughs> you said you, she's not satisfying you. You get it where you can. <laughs> You can't say that, man. Not anymore. <laughs> right? Like it's like it's not like it's not something that serious. No. Or where they're making deep implications about something that's really incorrect a theolo- or damaging. A but, theological like Yeah, like that's a really lighthearted example, lighthouse. But, like, yeah. but at the same time, yeah, like people when they hear sermons, they're trusting that it's coming from a place of research, of well thought out speech. Yeah. Like not like what we're doing where we're just like riffing off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which we, I didn't do much research for this one. We're, we are talking about this. This is not vindictive. It's not No, planned. I mean, this is it's from, this fucking... is just from observing life and, you know, being through a few cultish experiences ourselves and. And listening to cult podcasts. There's a podcast called Cults. And, and for the first, what, I want to say year I listened to it. They were doing it every week, and then they ran out of cults. <laughs> yeah, it started. It started circling back to the beginning episodes again. And and so yeah, give that one a fun listen. Yeah. Give I like, the Mars I like Hill listening listen. to. I like listening to Fair Game by Leah Remini. 
Oh yeah. Like that one was actually like fantastic. Cause it's, it's more like a real conversation with people coming out of Scientology or who are dealing with like legal issues of trying to deal with challenging that and the, the tactics that they use against you, which are like all that. Oh, Scientology is vicious. Vicious, man. They, they don't, they don't just destroy you. They destroy your whole life. They don't F about. No, they are, they are there to take. Yeah, they're, they're scorched earth policy. Yeah. Which there's a certain level of respect I have for that. <laughs> if I was going to start a cult, there would be some scorchers. I'd be like, hey, you fuck, you fuck with me. I, I, I will fuck your wife. Yeah. I don't even care how old she is. I just. <laughs> oh, another red flag. Oh yeah. If, if your religious group talks about setting up a compound. Oh. <laughs> for men and women to live on separate of the world. Yeah. Run. Run. <laughs> like that, that's a red flag. Like yeah. we, like we've literally had cults in our neck of the woods. Oh Yeah. Like called the move and uh, the farms. The farms, yeah. I don't know what they're actually called. I just know them as the farms. Yeah, they they set up farms and they set up compounds like away from away from the city, and they brought all their followers to live in this one place. And like like when it gets that insular and that separated from mainstream society and oversight, weird things start happening. Yeah, And, and usually it turns sexual. Yeah, like it's like so if if something like that is being proposed by your group, keep. A weary eye on it. Yeah, <laughs> like if, if you are you are if you are among the planning committee. Oh yeah, and they just... and they may say like this is all for the best of intentions. We're doing this because we want oh, to protect people. Does. We love men. We love women. We love kids. So Maybe much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Catholics. But like, I mean, like everybody does. Everybody. Teachers do it. Teachers. Boy Scouts does it. But yeah, like when it's... when you're setting up a separate group and hiding them away, taking them away from the oh, world. Yeah. And you're saying, you know, you're under our care now. Like, yeah. like you literally control their whole life at we're that gonna, point. We're going to protect you from everything. The internet, yeah. you get to you go there. You're going to grow your own vegetables. We're going to have classes. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to, you know, you, this is where you can do your school yeah. and you grow up and you know, you'll marry this person, have kids here and it's going to turn into a big community. <laughs> like you're going to marry this person. Your dad's like, going to All the kids goat. are going to be on a pretty a pretty narrow family tree <laughs> yeah but the goats the goat exchange is gonna be so <laughs> like uh, that, that that should be a huge red flag if, yeah. the, if they're trying to set Compounds. up a compound or jim jones jim jones yeah, did jim that jones, in a, like a separate place like you know just the word compound or what's another what's a farm farm or, um monastery Monastery. Monastery yeah. is a word that I've heard. I mean, like around. monasteries are real things, right? Yes. But like, I mean, I guess that I mean that's a really like that's that's a place that's easy to turn into a cult. Like even within say like Buddhist, Catholic, or Orthodox traditions, which has monasteries as being a part of it, right? Like when you separate to have you know your community, like it's easy for there to rise up a charismatic leader within that thing that, you know, and then turn it into like a spit it into its own culture that turns heterodox or heretical. And then, or even just like fester bad or abusive behavior and have it turn into like a whole thing. Right. Like if there's going to be something like 
a monastery, which is like a separate religious thing for it not to turn into a cult. Yeah. It has to have strict oversight. Yeah. And it's really not hard to get an, ortho- uh, an Orthodox person to be charismatic. Like if you listen to music, you're like, Oh, <laughs> he listens to the rock music. Orthodox. I find very Orthodox people, yeah. like every single one well, seems I'm, like very dark. I'm, I'm saying like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like the actual denomination or tradition of being, Orthodox, kind yes. of like as in Eastern Catholic. Yes, I was thinking about the Eastern Catholics. Okay. Like, did you hear about that that cult that happened in Russia? They like trapped themselves in a cave. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, like right because you like and you, he was an Orthodox. Yeah, he like was... if you if you have that that you know a group like it, it, I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what organization it's from. Yes, if you get it to spin off into a bad culture, yeah, like there's gonna be a little cult that. It spins out and fizzles out or burns up or causes issues, right? I think right? the important part is that we're just ripping on everyone. Everyone. Every... Cults can happen anywhere. Don't... You, like, be careful. Yeah. They, you, you, just because your church's mm. not a cult yet doesn't mean that it can't become one later. Yeah. They evolve. Make, so make sure that it's staying within the greater bounds of whatever tradition it is. Just because your pastor like, don't only let... fucked your wife once doesn't mean that he won't do it again. <laughs> Uh, leader, well, that really had Lord, nothing to do with what I was saying. No, <laughs> not at all. I just felt like diverting it. No, they, 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 they devolve so quickly. So keep a keen eye. Yeah. Question. Like, and when you can't question, that should be a red flag. Another thing I say, look for, um, I tell guys this, have a canary in the coal mines. When they had a canary, it was to give you warning ahead of time that something is wrong. Yeah. If you are in an organization, have somebody, anybody that you really that look you up trust. To. And if and if they say something's wrong here, or they start displaying, like, if you're looking at a guy that you really respect, and you're like, how come you keep looking the other way here? Yeah. Like, and they start they start acting in a way or shying away from conflict or controversy in a way that makes you respect them less. That's a warning sign. Yep. I, I, I first thought a canary was somebody who leaves. Yeah. Like when they see like, oh, this is enough. I'm out. But then I realized my canaries that I should have been looking at when they, when they started doing things that made me respect them less. Yeah. Like. Well, leaving's a big part of it. Leave. And, and, yeah. and the way I mean, they talk shit about them yeah, after. I mean, whew, that's a huge, like, okay, they yeah. didn't just kill the canary. They also beat it with a hammer after just to make sure that no one else would do it. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, so there's there's multiple ways you can look at a canary, right? So if good men, wisely. if good men are becoming less good because they're avoiding conflict or they're they're crushing, you know, they're going through that whole process, and you can see it of thought killing, you know, yeah. of just trying to go along to get along over and over and over and over again to the point where they're not the men they were. Yeah, red flag canary. Yeah, or if you see guys that you respect that are like, no, I'm out. Like it's, it's time to go now. Yeah. And they go and then people talk about that guy who you know is a good man and they run him down and they make him and sound like men. there's the, pretty much <laughs> in my experience. Cause I'm in a guy and I, and I associate mainly with men. Yes. <laughs> like, so if, that's if I'm looking to a chick, it's like not, it's not for her, uh, it's for her character. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but when you, when you see that person leave and then you know them, you know what they're all about, you know, and trust that they're good people. And then the, 
the community that they just left that you're still a part of when they start running him down and being like, well, did you hear what that guy did? Did you hear this? Or did you hear that? Or oh, he beats his things. wife. Oh, and children. You know, like when you start hearing that stuff, cause that's the kind of, that's the kind of shit that Scientology does. Yep. Like, you leave and they make up a new propaganda about you. Yep. And that it will not match the person, you know. <laughs> yep. And like, I, I know that man. I stayed at his place. I met his wife. She did not walk in fear. She did not walk in trepidation. She could speak without worry of discipline just because I was there. Like, if you yeah. know the guy and you spent time with him. And you're like, and then you're like, well, okay, if you knew all these things about them, why didn't you discipline him? Why didn't you kick him out? Why didn't you save his wife? Yes. Like, why is this, why, why are you spinning all this shit after they chose to leave? Like, yeah. at that, like at that point, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like this is a propaganda. Or even after you kicked him out, you didn't, you didn't give an opportunity for discipline. Say, oh yeah, yeah. we, uh, we found out that he beats his wife. Well, guess what? We're going to do something about it. We're going to, I don't know, beat his ass, whatever. Yeah. We're going to do something to make his life better. If you're an organization that stands by that kind of thing, you're going to make his, like, you're going to help him or deal with it. And the, people are going to see that. But when you just kick a guy out and then you accuse him of all this shit and say, oh, yeah, you kill us, can't talk to him. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. If they say when somebody leaves, you can never speak to them. Yeah. Red flag. Yeah. Like, no, don't, don't be talking to them. And I, I know that, that people are going to listen to, I know people are going to listen to this and say, don't listen to that. Do mm-hmm. not li- I know that there are going to be people being told not to listen to this episode or any of them because after may... <laughs> this one gets released. Yeah. It could happen. I mean, this could? is a risk. This could. One, this one's literally a risk we're taking. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, so yeah, canary and choose your canary wisely. Honestly, don't just choose the nicest guy. Don't just choose anybody. Un- get to know your canary. Yeah. <laughs> Spend some time with it. <laughs> Unfortunately, the chances are your canary is going to, you know, your canary is going to die and you're going to ignore it. Yep. Unfortunately. Yep. If just speaking from experience. Yes, like but we never got told the canary talk. Yeah, we never got the canary talk. So hopefully we, we got we'll give, you, give you some canary talk here. Just... To keep that in mind for whatever, you know, any organization, group or organization any. you're in, pick a canary and yeah. watch them carefully. Yeah. And somebody you love, somebody you respect, somebody who uh, has the best of intentions for you. But also somebody who's not just base level. Like yeah. somebody who's a leader. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Somebody who's a respectful, good, honest, moral leader. Or it, it maybe not, maybe not high up in the echelon, but somebody who has like, relational authority. I mean, there's different kinds of authority, right? Like yeah. you can have positional authority and relational authority. I've, I've seen guys that, you know, had titles that I had like so little respect for <laughs> just based on who they were. They, they politic their way into the title. Yeah. And then guys with no title, whose gravitas means that men look up to them, you yeah. know, and like the weight of their weight has weight. Oh, yeah. I've, so, like, I've met those men guys, like that. Like, yeah. Th- those guys, in the sphere of whatever group you're in that have like real gravitas. But they're not in any, they're not in any authority because if they were, (laughs) they'd say things and they know that leaders know that. Yeah. Uh, Oh, what's another, what's another red flag? There's so many red flags. There's so many. Um, If if the, if if the leader. 
Okay. Yeah. When you're being told to betray your conscience, when you have a question and you're being told not to even ask it, not to even follow up, not not to do anything, when you are being told to do something that goes against your consciousness, if you if you go to them and say, "Hey, this really irks me the wrong way. I don't know why. I I need some more information," and they are telling you, "Just do as you're fucking told." Yeah, trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> If that's what I mean but, by see, yes, that's what I meant by trust the process. Okay, you you didn't bring up the, the betrayal of conscience because when you betray your conscience, you become less of who you are or who who you are called to be. Yeah, like you see because something you, off. It's it's nagging at your spirit, and all not your, just I don't understand it. Not not yeah, doing not, not doing not, something. Yeah, not just I, I lack understand. information. But when when something's like nagging at the morality in your spirit or your sense of like you know I was. When I came up in, in, in this whole thing, like, this is the way it was done. That was, that's traditional, but like, that's not how we're doing it. And this feels icky when that feeling gets there and you bring it up and you're just told, shut up. Don't shut worry up. about it. You're not in leadership. Just do as you're told. Yeah. Be a good little soldier. Just get on, just do it. it. If it feels like they're making you just bend the knee and kiss the ring as a power move. Oh, fuck you. Like that's. I'm not a ring kisser. <laughs> right? Like that's. You Red got, flag. Yeah. Oh. oh, sorry. That just gave me chills. The whole kissing the ring, bend yeah. the knee. And uh, I will, I will bend the knee in the right time, in the right place, to the right. To the pers- right thing, right? Right thing. Like, but we're, we're not saying, we're not saying because. everybody needs to be wild-eyed rebels that question everything and just fucking like mess shit up for everybody yeah, all the no. time because you're always going to be that guy who's a stick in the mud. Like, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Like, that's that's a, not even, a, that's worse. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a time and a place for submission. Yeah. For you to be like, I am under an authority and I am participating in the mission of this group and I'm going to submit to that. Like, become, I'm going to come under the mission and help do something that is going to push this whole thing forward. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's a good thing. Every that is like, I, I, I don't want that to the, get lost. The world, in all this. yeah, the world and life needs that. Yeah, we don't yeah. want that to get lost. We don't want to get lost. That we are supposed to be people that submit to proper authority. Yeah, but make sure the authority you're submitting to is within proper ordered life and isn't a monster or isn't something that is so heterodox or heretical that it, you know. Uh, I guess say jeopardizes your soul. Yeah. <laughs> like don't, yeah. that is something that you need to watch out for in question. Yeah. But not just be a stick in the mud all the time, a big throbbing Richard that's just making life hard for everybody. All right. Now I feel like I have to explain that. If somebody says you're being a Richard, what is a shorthand for Richard? You're being a dick. <laughs> Yeah. I hate explaining jokes, but it's <laughs> now now you can call somebody a Richard and they won't know. And they won't know. And if they ask you why they call you call them a Richard, you refer them to our podcast here. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, should we call it a night? I think we should. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, stay frosty out there, guys. Like just 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 keep your feelers out for things that feel off. And trust your gut. Yeah, trust your gut. And if you're listening to this, uh, we love you. Honestly, earnestly. Yeah, whoever, whoever you are in whatever situation, like, we just really want 
the best for people in life. Yeah, we want we want the best for you. We want the best for your kids, your wife, your family. We do. We're not saying this to fuck your shit up, but if it fucks your shit up, sorry. But sorry. Sometimes the truth hurts. The truth does hurt, and we just and and we've been there. We have. Earnestly, we have been there. This is not something we are oblivious. No, we haven't been there to the same as the yeah, Scientology. I mean, like, yeah, I've I've uh, never I've never <laughs> you know been offered poison Kool Aid, except for the Jello shot that once your wife gave me. But <laughs> <laughs> it was turpentine. <laughs> turpentine. She went a little hard on the tequila. Yeah, but you guys fucking made us. Stu- we were doing a drinking game for James Bond. It's like, hey, every time a gun is fired, we'll take a shot. Oh well, what gosh. does this fucking do? Gatling gun. First, like, five minutes of the what movie. What was that? Like, what was that? That was, oh. must have been, like, 12 years ago. That was a long... No, no, it was less than 12. It was 2000... Gideon was... It was 2011. It was right before Talia was born because okay. Amanda was pregnant. Okay, gotcha. Anyway. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was a horrible decision. I miss it. Yeah. But we're, we're just saying, like, we've never, we've never been in, like... You know, like horrible, a, a horrible, hard, hardcore, <laughs> hardcore, like sharing wives or, no. or, uh, you know, like we're, but we're, I do understand the, we've the been, we've been in a talk, we've, we've been in a toxic social circle before yes. that we loved that was not all bad, but we had to step away from because of stuff that stepped on our conscience. I th- yeah. Best way to put it. And it sucked. It sucked. And it sucked getting to the point where you realize that, okay, it's time. Yeah. It was you a know. single hardest decision. Like I've, I've, I've been through some hardships and that club, the, the organization we were part of was there for me through a lot of it. Like, yeah, we, we had some struggles in I think, our life. I think anybody coming out of, of, of a situation that leans into the cult end of the spectrum, even if it's just like up close to the line or a step over, but anybody in that general milieu, like it's, it's not all bad. No. Like, you know, like you, you, you get involved because you want to be part of something bigger. You want community. You, you're, there's fun, there's brothers, there's, there's a stuff to do. There is a, a mission. There's a purpose in life. All that is awesome. And for the most part, it can only be like maybe 10% that is toxic and bullshit. But if it gets to the point where that 10% is 10% too much. Yeah. When they start and toxic. And, and it could go in a bad direction or that 10% is now bearing down on you and yours specifically. Yeah. And, and it gets to the point where you can't ignore the dragon in the room anymore. Yeah. And man, like... It just it just sucks making that call. Yeah. So we say all of this in love and respect and uh yeah, we want the best for you guys and I can't think of a better way to end it. So let's we'll say we mean this from the bottom of our hearts. God bless. Don't, don't be, be a Richard. <laughs>
that music has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is the guitarist, the producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from Devin and Mike at the Blue Collar Philosophers. All right, so this is a little bit of an edit. I'm going to add this in. Um, this is to talk about the canaries when it comes to a cult. We are talking about how uh, choose a canary within the organization that you are part of to follow and to not ignore uh, with that being said, recognize you might be somebody's canary. And to that I say, get the fuck over yourself. Who are you to be a canary? <laughs> maybe you should stay, maybe you should go, but take into consideration that people are watching you if you are in a place of authority, if you're a fucking nobody. Uh, yeah, just uh, keep being a little good little pawn, be a good little soldier, do as you're told, and... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you just had to add this in, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Did this I, really add anything? I, I think so. I just, I need people to know people are watching you if you're an authority. If you're, if you might be somebody's canary is okay, what I'm so saying. Okay, if, so if you're, if you're a cult leader's yes man, <laughs> remember people are watching you and it's your fault they're in this now. Because uh, those are the guys that are going to be obvious. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think it's more likely that if you're somebody that's in and is just being, you have the best will, good intention, but you're struggling, if you know you're struggling, yep. then somebody else is watching you thinking, what are they going to do? Yep. How are they going to handle this? Because I guarantee they're seeing it too. And if you're betraying your conscience, don't be surprised if when you do that, to, when you tell other people to, you're literally telling people to go against their conscience. So yeah. so just don't tell people to go along, to get along. Yeah. Try and fix the problems. If you can't fix the problems because you're afraid of repercussions, you might be in a cult. You might be in a cult. It's time to get the fuck out. And maybe you can help other people too. So anyways, uh, sorry for editing. I hate editing. It's really not my thing. I know, but when you forget to say something that you really want to do, you're like, how do, how, how else do you get it in? That's right. That's what she said. <laughs> Have a great day. <laughs>